Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those to sell for a living. And I've got Tab Norris here today to talk to those people that help those that sell for a living. We're going to talk about some coaching today. And Tab, I want to bring you in because uh, as one of the founders of Aslan and probably the preeminent coaches coach in the world today, uh, you're the right guy for this wow. topic, aren't you? Wow, that's that's pretty high praise. I don't know if I can go with that, but thank you. <laughs> well, this is interesting because Tab, a couple you know weeks ago um, on the podcast, we actually started talking about I don't know a structure or a process for salespeople. Well, we're coming right back with helping those that help those that sell for a living and giving giving some ideas and some process to put around their world. But first, you know what this show is named, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we, we don't start any podcast without an ale. So uh, what do you have there that's frosty, cold, and refreshing in front of you? Okay, I got to tell my quick story. I hope that's okay. It is okay. Cool. Let's do it. Um, I showed up. I was training one of my favorite, doing a workshop with one of my favorite clients in Austin, Texas, a few uh-huh. weeks ago. And my man, Marcel, yeah. in the middle of the off a break or something, he said, you know, hey, I, I love your podcast. Um, and I, I know you're a big IPA guy. I've got the best IPA in all of Texas that <laughs> you need to try while you're here. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever, you know. So the next day he shows up with a four pack of, I can say now, and I have one right in front of me, um, I, I, it may be the best IPA I've ever had. And it is from a pizza joint in Austin called Pint House. Pine House Pizza, and they make their own brew. And this is called an electric jellyfish. It's a hazy IPA with 6.5 alcohol, and it's a pint can. And I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, I must say, I had one when I was uh, actually in the lobby waiting for my Uber, getting ready to leave my training class. But I, I have another one saved that I'm going to crack open right here. Whoa, there it is. So uh, excited about that. That is exciting. I, um, I, I love the story, first of all. First of all, it sounds like we have a loyal listener out there to the podcast, which is, that's awesome. We Thank should- you, Marcel. Oh. Here's to you, my man. <laughs> yeah, let's bring him on the show someday and talk about what Aslan's done for him. But before that, uh, let me see here. I, I'm going, you know, this must have been in my fridge since the fall, so I apologize. I'm going with a pumpkin blend. It's called the Down East <clears throat> Pumpkin Blend. Um, it's unfiltered. It's 5.1% alcohol by volume. It is gluten-free for uh, some buddies ah. out there that are gluten-free. You could consume this uh, and, and be quite happy with it. So let's crack that and see what we got. Now, that is interesting. I'm, I'm getting some cinnamon and some pumpkin, and, and, and I feel like I'm back, you know, raking leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you. That's so New England. It is so New England. You guys don't drop your leaves down there, do you? Well, <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and this one is just incredibly, um, it's citrusy, but strong. You know, it's a strong citrusy. It's got that, you know, hazy kind of IPA, um, very bold. I love it. Man, we should call Austin and see if they want to just sponsor the podcast. We'll just drink the same thing every so week. What? And what a great name, Electric Jellyfish. I like that. I love it. like that. Well, good. I mean, as a transition, there's no segue out of electric jellyfish to coaching, but um, but I <laughs> but I do think uh, our topic is going to really hit home for, you know, those that that coach those that sell for a living. But you know, I think if you're a sales rep, don't tune this out because this is really interesting stuff uh, for you to. And if you're not getting this kind of coaching from your 
your manager, maybe you should demand it. I mean, ha- go play this for him and say, yeah. you know, I, w- I want us to work in partnership to get me better and so that we can all grow our business. That's really the whole point of the Sales with, Adels with Aslan uh, podcast. Is Love it. So to set this up, um, you know, we, we have a coaching model. I, there are lots of coaching models out there, but we really break ours up into three stages. And what I want to do is, is sort of tee up the three stages tab. Maybe you can take us through those stages. Yep. And then maybe because it's one podcast in really 20, 25 minutes, we'll just pick one to hit today and maybe we'll come back and do the rest another day. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, but like you said, Scott, um, you know, we, we kind of think of it as three stages of coaching, right? <clears throat> and you got the first stage is diagnose the gap based on the role. You got to diagnose, right? You're going to go watch somebody, observe, and you're going to diagnose it. <clears throat> what do we do well? What do we struggle with? Then second stage is to align. And this is, this is the coaching framework. Like, how am I going to actually sit, sit, sit down with you and, and coach you through um, this, this sales call? And then thirdly, it's develop, a development plan aligned to your role and your competency gap. So that's what we teach. And so what we're going to do today, which I think you, you, you set it up beautifully, is we're going to double click into number two yeah. and align because that's our six step model. That's kind of our coaching framework. Yeah. And I thought this would be great. No matter what you're coaching, it's a, it's a powerful model to help you. So, yeah. And I really love the, uh, the acronym that creates it's the dad stages. Mm. <laughs> Who is your dad? Um, yeah, this is good. So let's do that. Let's, let's spend today on a line and that coaching framework. And so, okay. you know, um, take us through, you know, start us off at the top. How many, how many different um, steps in the process? And then we'll start to dig into each one. Perfect. Well, at the core of everything we teach, you guys know, is being other centered. So that has to be in place. Yeah. And then the, then the steps are, there's six steps. Um, and you know you don't always have to hit to hit all of them. Sometimes you can skip a couple, and I'll I'll kind of that'll make sense once we kind of get to get started get started through them. Yeah. But um, there's six steps that I thought I'd take you guys through. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is look the, the the importance of using a model to keep yourself organized, and more importantly, maybe Tab, you've been doing this such a long time, but the importance of consistency across from coach to coach starts to measure yeah. in here, doesn't it? Yep, that's exactly right. And it's it's proven model. I mean, it's been proven time and time again, and um, we we use it all the time. So, yeah. Um, what, you want me to just kind of dig in, Scott? Why, why don't we go into uh, what's the first step, and in, in, in you know take us into it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. The first step is self. Let the team member self assess. Big fan of this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like people are usually harder on themselves than we could ever be on them. Not everybody, but most people are. Yeah. And it's a whole lot easier if you're going, Hey, you know, what did you think? What are some things you liked? What are some things you thought were positive and what are some things you felt like you could work on? I mean, I'm amazed how many people just launch into all the, like 50 negatives. <laughs> you're like, Whoa, Whoa, back up. It's a whole lot easier to get people to back up and then kind of try to pinpoint something. So and, we're, and, you know, this, the world has figured this out. I mean, I, my, my kids played high school football, and even they did self-assessment. You know, and I, you know my memories of coaching and was being yelled at by a coach, telling me all the things I did wrong. And now all the practices and games are, are filmed. They have a huddle account, and they have to do self-assessment and bring it to, to the uh, review on Sunday after the game. Um, because they're, fi- they're finding that it's just much more powerful when people – have to assess themselves because they just get, there's more buy-in. It's so true. I mean, I, I too had a son that played and I remember 
how important that became um, as a self-diagnosis tool to mm -hmm. see, because in some cases it's very obvious. And in some cases, if it's not obvious, then, then the collaboration between coach and, and pupil comes in or player. Um, that's, that's really, really compelling and really interesting. Um, and we've said this before on the program, like with regard to customers, like people do not argue with their own data, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's great when they can come up with that on their own. And, and, uh, but in, in, in some cases, I think, uh, it's possible they might not. So what happens yeah. if they don't come up? With yeah. That? And, and it's all about self-awareness and some people have very high self-awareness and some people have low and you know, it's a high, great. Awesome. Yeah. Go have a beer. Right. Um, if not, buckle up. Your work's going to be cut out for you. So start yeah. with self-assessment. Then number two is begin with positives. That seems pretty obvious, um, but it's really powerful because we want to build off strengths. A lot of people are good at things and they're naturally good at them. They don't even know it. Well, they need to know it and they, they need to be, you know, they need to realize that and we're going to build off of that. Quick story um, on that, Scott. It was funny. I was just coaching someone not long ago. <laughs> this guy was a super high D yeah. <laughs> driver guy. And I see, you know, I said, Hey, so tell me some things you really felt like were positive about that call. He's like, shut it. I don't want to talk about positives. I want to just tell me the things I need to work on and don't waste my time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, sorry, Todd. Yeah. I'm going to talk about positives because you do a lot of things really well and you didn't know it. And we're going to build off of it. He goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we are negotiable. We don't want to forget the positives because at yeah. the risk of, you know, going and proving all your negatives, you might stop doing your positives and that's not going to help anyone. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's interesting. Exactly. Back, back in my uh, APC days, just to, you know, when, when we first discovered Aslan actually, ironically, 18 years ago or something, um, we were very weakness focused. And I remember many of our reps like, Cut it out. You're, you're just saying something nice before you whack me in the face with something negative. No, no, it's really important to focus on some of those positives because we want you to keep doing them, right? So. Yeah, that's exactly right. So step one, let them self-assess. Two, yep. begin with positives. And three is the biggie. It's like if you want to, you know, kind of put a you know, star next to three, and this is expose the gap. Yeah. Um, and, and once again, notice it doesn't say – Tell the sales rep the gap. Yeah. So you, the more you can, like you said, people don't, you know, argue with their own data. Yeah. The more you can ask questions to get them to figure out the gap, the yeah. more powerful. Yeah. And, and, and gap is an acronym, isn't it? So it's, yeah. yeah. Get at the problem. Get at the problem. And yeah, I think it's a very good point um, to get someone to admit, even if they don't see it clearly to get them to come around to the problem that we're going to go try to solve together is much more effective than you just telling them. So how, how could someone provide or, or propose a, a gap question for a coach to use or a series of gap questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Cause this is really important. Um, and maybe this will be helpful for you. Like for instance, as a sales manager, you probably have plenty of reps that don't do enough discovery, you know, uncovering stated and unstated needs. They, they show up and pitch. I mean, we see that that's a pretty typical thing. And if someone has so low self-awareness, you know, they may not see that. So here's an example of using gap questions to expose the gap. You could ask, you know, well, um, um, how well do you think the presentation hit the mark with them? And, and the, the rep could say, well, I think it was good. And you go, okay, well, what did you do or what did you uncover in discovery that directed you um, to your solution? And they may say something like, well, you know, 
you know, I, I've been doing this a long time. I kind of know what their thing, what their problems are. Okay. Well, the next gap question could be, well, could it be, could they be different? Is there a chance? Right. And say, well, well then it could kind of finish with, well, what could you have done to be sure, you know, to make sure that your presentation was completely relevant? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There's really not a lot. There's not, there's nowhere to hide. Right. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to grapple with that. Yeah. Um, and and you're you're kind of bubbling up that you're exposing the problem without just going hey ask more questions yeah and 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 it's interesting because i think it's important to point out that you know just like with our sales reps talking to customers we talk about you can't fake being other centered you have to truly be other centered yep. and motive is transparent and we say that on almost every podcast but same thing happens with the coach right you're not don't look at this as a gimmick or a tactic. This is a way for you and your reps to work together. And I'm, and I'm kind of talking to the reps too. So expect this, like from your coach, yeah. they, you're trying to come together to the area that you as a rep see as a, as a gap. And if you don't see it, maybe your coach does. And then when you come up with that together, that is magical. Cause now you've got something you can go work on together. Right. Yeah. And Scott, and by the way, I still coach at least once a month. Um, I have been doing it for 25 years uh, as I've been with Aslan because I love it. And I just was coaching two weeks ago. Uh And um, one of my reps said, Deb, don't, why do you ask me all these questions? Why don't you just tell me? Yeah. And I said, you know, the reason is because I want you to figure it out. If if I just tell you that's making it easy, I'm spoon feeding you. I want to teach you how to fish. I'm not going to just fish for you (laughs) because when I leave, I want you to constantly do self-assessment. And if I don't ask questions, you won't self-assess. Yeah. That sounds like my wife recently when I can't remember people's names. She's like, search for it. You'll come up with it. I'm not going to tell it to you. <laughs> she did call me and ask me to do some coaching with you. So we'll, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> Excellent. All right. We are halfway home then because we've, okay. we've hit the self-assessment. We've had, you know, the coach begin with the positives and now we've exposed the gaps. Take us, take us to the back half. What do we do from here? Finish strong here. Um, now, and like I said earlier, sometimes you can do this. You can, you can basically let them self-assess and they just launch. Yeah. And they, they're really good and they, they talk about the pie, you know, and they talk about, you know, the positives and they bring that up and they talk specifically about the gap. And then they, you know, and it's just, it's off to the races. But assuming that doesn't happen, the next phase would be after you expose the gap, you sometimes may need to validate your recommendation, right? You've exposed it, but they don't quite see the impact of yeah. making a change. So it's all about doing a little building, building value, right? You're, you want to help them see um, and kind of experience the payoff uh, of a change. Yeah. And I, and I think this is an area where I could use an example. Cause I like, how, how, if they're not getting it, or if I haven't been clear, you're just talking about me, you know, I, am I just checking in or am I, how am I I'm how selling this? you on it? Yo, okay. That's what I'm doing. I'm basically validating it. So, so you, let me give you an, why don't I just take the example I gave before and just play it out. Yeah, let's I, do that. That's let's do it. Okay. So let's just, just same thing. I, I'm, I'm trying, there's not enough discovery yep. and then I here, I'm going to validate it. And I say something like, well, okay, well, well, Jack, you know, if you'd learned more, your presentation would have been completely relevant, you know, not somewhat relevant. It would have been completely relevant. And remember the goal is for the, for, for the client or the customer or for you to be able to say to the customer, 
because you said. Right. And it, you know, remember, like we teach, you know, because if you can't say that, you're not as effective as possible, which will impact your close ratio. Yeah. And I know, Jack, that your goal is to go from 20% to 30% as far as close ratio goes. Yeah. That's why this is so critical. Yeah. That's validation. That, that is, that's, that's great. And it ties in so well with some of the core concepts in, in the other centered selling and some of the things the reps learn about, you know, getting to that exactly or that because you said moment um, is just complete validation, whether it's yep. coaching or whether it's working with reps. So that's great. So that's our fourth. And that leads to the ever present. And I love this one. We use this everywhere. But what's, what's our fifth uh, phase? The fifth phase is, and I always hit this one. Sometimes you don't have to recommend a validate because they validated it. Right. They got it. But I always, I mean, almost always want to check my six to remove barriers to change if necessary. Love so it. we've landed on this and it's like, do you agree with that? I mean, does that resonate with you? What do you think about that? Yeah. And I read them and they may go, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the way they said that means, well, they don't really agree with it. <laughs> so I'm going to go, well, yeah. Jack, it sounds like you're a little iffy on this. What's going on? What's yeah. the, it sounds like you don't really buy into this. Talk to me. So yeah. you're just, is there a gap? Is there a barrier? Because I want to deal with it. This is a huge problem I see with a lot of sales managers because they just skip right over it. You know, they make the recommendation and they go to a plan and they land on it and they wonder why they keep coaching the same thing over and over again because the rep is not buying in. You've, you've, you've never made sure there was complete clarity. And so if you don't check your six, you risk, you know, forcing forward and maybe uh, coming back to the same point two weeks from now or something. Yep. So just check. It never hurts to check. Just check in, read and, and listen. Yeah. Listen to how they respond. Watch how they respond. And um, don't be afraid to go, hey, it sounds like you're not buying into this. I say that all the time. Because and, and I'll say, if, if you don't really think this is going to help you, let's not do it. Let's land on something else. Yeah. This is all about your development. I love that partnership you create with, with the reps that you work with and the coaches you help develop this. It's all about you, the rep. And, and yeah. if, we can, if we can agree we're both on the same team working together, there should be no anxious or anxiety <laughs> in yeah. our relationship, right? It's all trying to do the, the right thing for you to get better uh, because exactly you said right. you wanted to, right? All right, yeah. now take us home. What's the final piece in the puzzle? Well, the final piece is extremely critical, but it's not real complicated you're going to gain a commitment to a develop, development plan. Yes. So what we got to land on a developmental activity. We got to land on something, you know, based on our diagnosis that we kind of work through. We're going to land on one thing and, and it's not six things. <laughs> it's going to be one specific smart goal. Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, specific and it's going to be measurable. Um, you know, it's going to, it's going to be smart because and it's got to have a specific time frame on it. Yeah. And this is where I see a lot of coaches break down. Um, they, they get to this stage, and, and, and tell me if this sounds familiar, Scott, in your experiences. <laughs> Great, Jack, awesome, good job. Um, we're going to kind of work on discovery, right? That's what we've kind of landed on. So, hey, just get in there, do better, you know? I mean, do better at discovery. Just discover better, my friend. Is it like with your little league area? You just say, just, 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 just hit the ball. Like, just I mean, hit the ball. You know what? Yeah. Just go and hit the ball. Yeah. yeah. Come on, just go get them. And it, because what's going to happen here, here's your litmus test. Yeah. When you get together next time, you're going to connect. Did they, or did they not do that developmental activity? Right. So with this guy, it could be Jack. Um, 
Here's what I want to do. It sounds like it sounds like we're going to dig a little deeper on two real specific areas. Here's what I'd like to do. I know you have a big meeting in two weeks in a week. So why don't we do this? Sounds like this would be a good plan that we've come up with. Um, why don't you craft two great questions around the potential gap with this specific customer and shoot those over to me by Friday? We'll kind of we'll kind of talk through them real quick, and then you can practice them on the next meeting, and then we can we can focus on that in our next coaching session. Oh, I love it. Very specific and not, that's not a huge bite, right? Um, that's, it's something doable in the time frame, And so it's realistic and everybody kind of, you know, it, it sort of gains that momentum uh, toward development, doesn't it? I want a victory. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's where a lot of people, you don't realize if, if this is a one and done or you go, oh, yeah, I, I coach you every six months or once a quarter, we go out and do a ride along together, whatever, bag this. But th this is, this is for consistency. You're consistently, you know, session after session, you're build, finding one thing, you're, you're focused on it. You have a victory, then you build something else and you just keep building. And that's how change happens. One skill at a time. One skill at a time and in a one-to-one -one relationship with the uh, sales rep and the coach. And I, I, I think we've covered that a few times on the on the show and certainly yep. that's pervasive throughout our content that that's where the real change actually takes place. So, wow, that's great. So in summary, I think, you know, what everybody should take away is, you know, our our process, you know, we've got three stages to the to the coaching uh, aspect. There's there's the diagnosis align and develop. And we really kind of opened up uh, and unpacked align today and in, in the six stages. So Tab, just run us through in summary, the six stages, sorry, the six uh, steps to the coaching yep. process. Um, other centered is at the core, and then we're gonna let the team member self-assess. Number two, begin with positives. Number three, expose the gap. Number four, validate your recommendation. Number five, check your six. Number six, gain a commitment to a development plan. That's it. And you've got now your joint accountability to come back. The ownership of the development plan is on who? Them. Not it's me. on them, people. It's not on the coach. Don't take that on yourself. The reps got to own their own development. And so really good. Tabs, that was awesome. Thanks so much for joining the uh, the podcast. It's always great to have you. Let's let's do more on coaching in 2020 because I, I feel like we talk to the reps all the time, but I feel like my coaching friends, they need a little bit more of this, right? Yeah, and the reps will appreciate it. If you're not getting coached, go beat up your manager and say, coach me, ride with me, give me feedback. But don't beat me up. I want you to coach me. That's it. That's, we want to learn together. It's a partnership. We're all going to get better because of this. So, yeah. Tab, thanks. Awesome job. Uh, great to have everybody. Hey, when you, when you listen to the podcast, feel free to share it uh, on social media. Like us. Um, do, you know, give us a rating of five if you can. And if you like the show, uh, tell us what other topics we should be covering. We're really trying to get this to as many people as we can. We, we do this purely for the benefit of sales reps and sales leaders. We want everybody to take pride in our profession. And so uh, please uh, do those extra things to help us get the word out uh, of, of if, this, if this is helpful to you, which a lot of you have told us it is. So thanks. And uh, we'll see you in another week for another episode of Ales with Aslan. Mm -hmm.